Hi. Everyone is talking about change. Everyone is also seemingly talking about government systems, the NHS, schools, and if change is needed within these systems. I'm a vocal coach, a singing teacher, voice person. Basically, I help people with their voice, and it's easy for me in the studio to measure success. So if somebody nails an audition, if somebody walks out happy, they're my markers and my guidelines, so it's easy for me to measure those. And also, it's easy for me to see when things don't go so well. If people walk out crying, I know there's probably a need for change, but I can make that change because I'm in control. But after working in schools and visiting lots of events over the past few years, it's made me wonder, is this happening on a national scale? Are the measurements being made? And what education are the children of the UK receiving? Are we teaching the same stuff that we were teaching 30 years ago? And if that is the case, then does that mean there's a case for change? If there is a case for change, who are the people that make the changes? And if these people can make changes, why would they make a change? And when would they make it? It's all a bit confusing, and there are lots of questions that involve the word change. But I'm here today at Portsmouth Guildhall because I've got an invitation to the Solent Music Hub's conference. And for those who don't know, hub means the effective centre of an activity, region or network. So this means the Solent Music Hub's conference is the place where people who know about music and education come and they talk about music and education. So I think it's a good idea based on my wonderment that's incorrect based on my questions from earlier on if I could speak to some people who know what they're talking about I might even film them if they let me and don't think of some sort of weird weirdo who goes to events and finds teachers to talk about education and make friends so schools Places where kids go and learn stuff. But what's so good about music being part of the education anyway? I asked Helen McGregor, a music advisor for primary schools, what she thought. It's not just the social skills of working together, the listening skills, um, developing confidence and presentation skills. It's, It's also the enjoyment and the creativity and the profound um, expression of being a human being which is involved in taking part in music. Helen has written lots of high quality music publications with a company called A&C Black with the aim of helping teachers introduce music into schools. She explained to me some of the reasons why she thinks we aren't seeing enough music education in our early years. Unfortunately there are many many schools that don't have a music specialist. Um, The class teachers are often lacking in confidence with music and so working with materials and specialists and crucially teacher training can really help to improve that. But there does appear to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Ofsted announced last weekend that no primary school will be judged good or outstanding unless it has a good or outstanding music curriculum. Just to keep you in the loop, Ofsted is the Office for Standards and Education. In a nutshell, that means that they monitor and regulate the services children receive in schools. Next up, I had a chat with Sarah Lloyd, a music specialist and key stage two class teacher 
who also lectures at the University of Winchester. In our conversation, she has some positive words for all primary school teachers out there who may fear incorporating music into their heavy teaching schedule. And I think it's about feeling that you can do it and understanding what you need to do and then being able to share the amazing moments that you get from your children as a result of that. She also has some great ideas on just how singing can be used in the classroom. Thinks about making music weave throughout the day, making them interchangeable so that they don't work without each other, especially for non-specialist staff. Especially for non-specialist staff. What I think Sarah is saying here is that there should be a system in place for teachers who aren't necessarily directly trained in music to have a platform to use music in what they teach, other subjects like maths and English. Cool idea. Randomly and luckily, over lunch, I sat down to eat my home-prepared chicken and green beans. Yes, I'm one of those guys. Next to the incredibly energetic Emma Bannister, teacher and choir director at College Park School. She's passionate about revolutionising the classroom and in amongst other stories, she told me about the time she introduced looping into the class. So we all first of all filmed on the tables and they all had to keep in time so it took a couple of times. Then we all did the do, 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 do. So we recorded that on a separate loop so they didn't have to be doing it over the top of something else. Just to interject, looping is the name given to a musical piece that is recorded and played on repeat or loop, funnily enough, after each other. Children can stack up harmony lines and man-made drum-like noises and create an entire piece of music. It's quite a unique approach and one that created quite a positive response from Emma's pupils. So we did all four um, and then I, I said, right, should we put it all together? And we brought it in and out and then they listened to it, plugged it in, put it up on the interactive whiteboard, sound came out and they were like, wow, we've just done that. Currently, my teachings revolve more around secondary school students, but today has still been a massive learning experience. It's shown me that despite the benefits, there seem to be some huge barriers in the way of children experiencing music and singing in schools. I have to admit that it feels a bit weird to me considering that we don't actually need any fancy tools for singing, we just need a voice. Maybe there is a need for radical change, especially in the younger years. I like the thought of looking into this some more. Maybe I'll make another video, but for now, I'll leave you with Emma and how she would like to see music done in schools. So every area of the curriculum and at any point I can get music in into a day, I get music in. And that's, that is, that's just my life. So like my son has to part with it as well. But. Stay tuned for more educational research videos coming right up. But if you want to join me on this journey, please subscribe to my YouTube channel or like my Facebook page and or find me on Twitter all of these you can find by sticking Steve Giles UK into the search box. Next time, I speak with Dave Stroud, founder and CEO of DS Vocology LLC. He knows his stuff and he lets us know what young people need to make it. You can't just put your stuff up on a vision board and walk away. You can put your stuff up on a vision board so you know where you're headed, but you gotta go in and wake up every day and work at it.